What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we were with our friend Rob at RK Motorsports, and I'm fairly excited because we have been out of this realm for about a minute, so I'm excited to get back into it. Yep. For all of our listeners, if they do know, Mike and I used to have motorcycles, and we have the man, the myth, the legend here with us right now. Rob, how are you? I'm good. Doing great. Yeah. It's Saturday. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> have you rode a lot this summer? Uh, not as much as I'd wish. I'm, I've been working on bikes more than, more than riding, unfortunately, yeah. but I'm going to try and hopefully get that little stretch at the end of the summer and get out and get a little bit more riding done. I feel like it's been tough because the summer has either been rainy or a thousand degrees. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And plus with the whole COVID thing, it's, it's, I mean, there's not as much people that can get out and go do stuff True. together. So it's kind of thrown a wrench in the, in the mix too. Yeah. I like that pun. That's a nice pun. Yeah, right? Throw a wrench into the mix. So for the service aspect, what type of service do you do for anybody and everybody? Mostly, I, I'm trying to like wean myself back from doing service on other people's bikes right now just because I have so many of my personal projects that I'm trying to focus more on those to get those done. It's mostly just you know basic maintenance for motorcycles if you know somebody needs just their bike gone through at the beginning of the season for like a pre preseason checkup i'll go through check out the bike just simple stuff here and there as far as like motor work i don't really dive too much in just because i don't have the experience mm. i'm not going to pretend to you know tell somebody oh yeah I'll, I'll do a motor rebuild for you and i have no idea what the hell i'm doing so <laughs> i'm not about to jump into that i'm pretty straightforward with you know what my abilities are and what i can do yeah so speaking of that and just learning as you go, how have you learned to do all this service stuff? Because you didn't go to school for this. What did you go to school for? I went to school for drafting and design at a community college for two years. And that's my current day job. And I just do this on the side. I don't play video games. This is my, <laughs> this is my hobby. I, uh, yeah, I just spend all my time here after, after I get done with work and, uh, you know, desk job sitting, sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, just 
takes a toll on you, so yeah. you just got to get up and do some stuff after after work. Yeah. So how did you learn how to do all this? Uh, YouTube certified mechanic. I have the badge. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> no, I uh, I actually did uh, basically teach myself. My uh, my brother and my dad were, you know, when I was growing up, they were more into cars, not so much motorcycles. Yeah. And uh, I got my first bike at the age of. 18 I think uh, it was my senior year of high school got my first bike and never took my bike to the dealership for service every time everything that uh, you know went wrong with the bike I would figure out a way to fix it myself sure I wasn't about to drop you know 500 bucks because I barely got any money to I just bought this bike and I don't have right. money to you know pay somebody else to fix it so I'll, I'll I'll figure out how to fix it on my own and you know do some research online that's the best tool there, there is out there mm-hmm. so I mean there's tons of in- information on how to how to do stuff and and videos and tutorials and forums is just the way that I learned. Sure. Cool. Well, before we go any further, we have some beer in front of us for us to drink. Nice. Uh, nice. Obviously, we have to always have something in front of us while we do this podcast. So this is a double IPA from Briar Brothers Brewing. Uh, review will be coming on this beer shortly on our other on our uh, main episodes. But this is a 9% alcohol. So let's, uh, let's start this. open. Nice. <laughs> I can get down with this. And then we got some awesome RK uh, coasters and then Briar Brothers coasters, too. All right, cheers. Cool. Cheers, boys. Cheers. There we go. Cheers, cheers. cheers. Ooh, that's a, that's a stiff one. Oh, that'll wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Actually really good. It is very good. It's kind of thick, isn't it? Yeah. For, uh, for an IPA. C's. Yeah, two C's. <laughs> Do, I agree with that. You normally like IPAs, right? I love IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't drink, I can't drink a regular, like, Bud Light or something. Mm-hmm. There's just... No, it's like water. There's yeah. no flavor there. Yeah. Well, growing up, we, we talked about this a couple times. We always had Coors in the house, and it was like, what are you doing? Yeah, when you're come like on, 10 mom. years old. Yeah. yeah, come on, mom. Get something good. <laughs> yeah. Go to Bry Brothers back 50 years ago. Seriously, right? when are you going to graduate to real beer? I know. Come on. Come on, dad. <laughs> some real stuff. No, this is good, though. I yeah. like this. I like the can, the colors. I like blue. Yeah, so Tom Kavanaugh did the design for this, too. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Nice. So he also did RK Motorsports, which we'll, we'll get into in the future. But right now, just based off of the previous thing that we said, mm-hmm. you started riding at a, before. What, when did you start riding? Um, so actually growing up, I always wanted a four-wheeler or dirt bike. My, okay. my friends you know, that I grew up with always had four-wheelers, dirt bikes, riding through the trails and stuff. And I'm like, you know, come on, let me, let me like, mom, dad, let me get a dirt bike or something. I, I want to ride around with them and, and – you know, we didn't have too much money growing up, so I never really had that opportunity. So once I got a job and once I started getting some money and I just kind of went balls to the walls with, <laughs> with buying motorcycles. <laughs> but uh, my first bike was, uh, like I said, in uh, my senior year of high school. I was actually looking on Craigslist the one day on uh, on the computer. My dad walked in. He's like, hey, what are you looking at? I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at bikes, you know, scrolling through, dreaming, dreaming of stuff that I could have. He's like, oh, well, let's let's go out and shop for you. Oh, sick. I'm like, oh, I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, let's go out and look. Because <laughs> he had a bike growing up, too, so he saw that I really wanted one. So, so you know, the next day we, you know, went out to a couple of the local motorcycle dealerships, shopped around, didn't really find anything. And then he was actually looking on Craigslist, found one, and then the next day we went and picked it up. So nice. that was kind of cool. What was it? It was a 2007 Kawasaki ZZR600. Ooh. Love that bike. Old school. Dude, awesome. Nice. They don't even uh, make them anymore, right? No. So that one's actually the same body style as the early 2000s uh, Ninja 600s, the ZX6Rs. And uh, that was such a reliable bike. I bought it with like 16,000 miles, rode the hell out of it, sold it, 
I think two years later with like 36,000 miles and I think it's still floating around somewhere. I can go pick it up if I want to. I know where it is. <laughs> Do you really? So you sold it to somebody? Yeah. The yeah. person I sold it to, I think only put like 600 miles on it really? since, since, and it's been like three, four years. So jeez, yeah, it's just been chill. I'm pretty sure I know where it is and I kind of want to go buy it. <laughs> you might as well, right? Yeah. Just I mean, to just like tuck it, it away in, in the corner. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's, That's awesome. sick. So when did you now with your um, like wanting to get into the motorcycle culture? You also mm-hmm. created a, a group for people to then reach out to other riders. Can you talk about the formation of Seven One Six Street Bikers? Seven One Six Street Bikers. So that is that kind of just happened because I was bored of riding around and kind of wanted to meet new people. When I when I got my first bike, really the only people I rode with was my buddy and his dad because they were the only people that really had bikes that, mm-hmm. that I could ride around with. I rode around with them, you know, for the summer, and, and it was cool, but I just wanted to kind of reach out and meet, meet other people that rode. So hopped on Facebook, created a, created a Facebook page first uh, called 716 Street Bikers, and I was basically in control of that. And I would reach out to people and try and have them join the page to like it, and, and I would post of, like, meetup spots, and then people would meet up, and then we'd ride from there. And then I eventually converted that to the Facebook group where I've, anybody can comment, post, and, you know, look for people that are riding stuff for sale, just the whole community of, like, Buffalo for the, for the street bikes. And uh, that's kind of blown up since then. But, um, yeah, when I first, when I first started the, the page, I would post, like, hey, meet up spot at the Eastern Hills Mall at, you know, 10 o'clock on a Saturday. I'm all excited to go out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm at the parking lot, you know, waiting in front of J.C. Penney. And I'm sitting there for a half hour, and nobody shows up. That happened a couple times. I'm like, like, man, this sucks. (laughs) I actually was sitting there in the parking lot the one time, and my ears perked up because I heard I heard like the sound of sport bikes. Mm -hmm. Anybody that rides can know this the sound immediately. And uh, I perked up, and I saw these two bikes coming around the corner. I'm like, yes, somebody's here to ride, and. <laughs> they just rode right by me. I'm like, I'm like waving them down. I'm like, I'm like, guys, I'm right here. I'm right here. And they, they, they went right by me. I'm like, oh man. So, so I actually went and chased them down. I'm like, hey, are you guys here for the ride? They're like, no, we're just here to pick up some clothes. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, oh, this totally sucks. shot me down. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's it's grown to where we've had you know 50 to 100 people on rides, and and it's 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 more of how do I say it? It's it's been more time consuming for me lately um, just because I've, I haven't been able to set up as many rides yeah. just because it takes so much. People don't realize how much time it takes to you know, plan a route. Uh, if the weather's permitting, if, if there's a rain day, you got to set it to a different day. You, you have like 100 people relying on you for a ride. Absolutely. And me setting it up, I'm always in the front because I know where we're going. Mm-hmm. And I have to worry about you know, 50 to 100 people behind me if anybody gets broken up at a red light, if somebody breaks down if somebody crashes there's just a lot that weighs on one person and that's kind of why i've been weaning back a little bit from the rides but there's a lot um i mean anybody else can can set up a ride and and go out and you know have a group of people ride around with a group which people should do more of yeah so like you have ad hoc rides that you just schedule for a random saturday but you also have scheduled rides like a halloween ride and don't you do a Memorial Day ride? Yeah, too? so so that's really the main two that I've that I've been doing lately is you know the beginning of the season the Memorial Day ride and then towards the end of the season is like the Halloween ride. You know, usually we've been having like about fifty people the last last couple of years. You know, dress up in costumes, mm-hmm. just ride around the city, mobbing around and stuff. <laughs> you know, we got like we got a giraffe, a big duck or something, <laughs> this, this guy in a pink tutu with a blonde wig, and 
that's awesome. It's yeah, it's it's just fun. You get the looks that people give you when you're riding down the road is 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 well worth it. So plus you're getting getting out for the last time, and, yeah. and that's good. Have there been people that crashed on your on one of those rides? Not so much on the rides that I have scheduled, but some of the rides that I have been on where other people on the group set up. Um, this one is probably my most favorite, uh, the most ironic one. It was, uh, I think it was March, March or May, whatever uh, month is Motorcycle Awareness Month. There was, we actually had the news out. We met at the Boulevard Mall and for a motorcycle awareness ride, there was probably about 50 people Somebody else had set it up. I was actually interviewed on the news with a tank top. Nice. <laughs> no <laughs> sleeves. But, uh, yeah, so we, we all met up uh, at the mall for this mo- uh, motorcycle awareness ride, and uh, I think four people crashed on that ride. Really? Yeah, yeah. Somebody was doing a wheelie, came down wrong. He had his girl on the back, uh, ended up coming down, took out another person. There was, yeah. I didn't organize that one, though. <laughs> actually, Not on my plate. actually, I was more towards the front of the ride. I wasn't leading it, but I was more towards the front. We had a bunch of people when we left. By the time we got back, there was only like 10 of us. I'm like, oh, where'd everybody else go? And it like started raining, so I figured everybody dipped mm-hmm. out because it was raining. But no, they went down, and nobody, nobody got like seriously yeah. hurt. But I mean, some people had to go to the hospital. But yeah, it was not a, not a good look for a yeah, mo- motorcycle awareness ride, yeah. for sure. Goodness. Yeah. So you said the first couple meetups, no one showed up. How did that change and what actually drove the culture change to where people were like well this is this is like a bills game so we have to go right it's actually going to happen right you know so so after the first few times where you know nobody showed up i was basically hunting uh, hunting on facebook <laughs> it's probably not a good term but Jesus. um i got candy <laughs> yeah come on get over here no um so i mean People that are really into motorcycles usually have a motorcycle in their Facebook picture. Mm-hmm. You know, them riding, doing a wheelie, what have you. So I would see, you know, people, you know, friend suggestions, you know, people that are on their bikes. So I'd be like, add friend. Of course, they add me. So I'm like, hey, you want to check out this page, you know, for people in the area that ride? They're like, oh, yeah. So let me mm-hmm. check it out. And then they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Let me add a few friends. So then those people add some people and then those people add other people. And it just kind of just networked out and there's i think five or six thousand people on the on the group now and it's kind of just hovering around i i try and try and kind of police it a little bit try and keep the nonsense out and which has been doing good because a lot of the other pages like in rochester there's a page i'm not trying to like bash them or anything but i've seen stuff where it's you know kind of strays away from the motorcycles but i'm trying to keep keep my group you know mostly focused mm-hmm. on that so that's i mean that's what people come to the page for is is the bikes yeah i remember i was riding one day when i first got my bike i had uh, i don't know if you remember the the green ninja 650 oh yeah. it was it was a piece of work yeah but i was riding down transit road and i ran into two bikers yeah and i they like flagged me up to the stoplight that they were at so i went up there and it was tony and chris oh nice. uh, and they're like no free shout outs. yeah no free shout outs <laughs> uh i haven't talked to them in years but anyway so they're like we're going to quaker steak and lube for a downtown loop you want to come i'm like i don't know what any of this means so yeah sure this is like yep. my first time riding yeah and it ended up being one of the the 716 street bikers meetups that yeah. they were doing the downtown loop so nice. it was it was sweet and that's just how you get people involved in this is just yeah. word of mouth and networking and getting people into this community where they appreciate it because like you said you do a good job keeping the nonsense out which i think is what drives even more people to the page mm-hmm. because they know that on a ride there won't be 
people doing 100 miles an hour wheeling and being reckless because yeah. that's not something that you want. Right. When I was riding and when you were riding too, we weren't the ones to go out and wheelie and we didn't want to participate in a group ride where we thought that that would be a concern, mm-hmm. which is something that you've done a great job on to keep that off right. of the page and not really get people doing stuff outside of just riding and hanging out. Which, to be fair, we also didn't know how to wheelie. True, so, true. You know. And I wasn't going to try because I would die. <laughs> also, all wheelies were uh, performed on closed courses with <laughs> right. pro- supervised professionals. <laughs> yes, yeah, th- throw that disclaimer Always out Always going 55. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, I mean, a lot of the times for, like, the rides that I would set up, too, I mean, you've got people from all different skill sets. You've got, you know, people that have gone to track days that have mm-hmm. been on bikes for, you know, 20 years. And you've also got somebody that just bought their first clapped out bike that, you know, is barely holding together and they don't know how to ride and their tires are bald. So you've got all these different skill sets. So you have to just maintain it down into one constant speed, one setting for everybody to be safe in. And there was another ride that somebody set up. Um, They were more known for like going to the tracks and, you know, ripping the back roads and stuff. And they set up a a ride early on in in the beginning of the season there's probably about 30, 40 people, and uh, even I was uncomfortable on the really? ride just because we were going down, like, Tonawana Creek Road, real twisty and, and curvy, and uh, we were probably doing, like, touching around 100, and there's, you know, you got 30 people that you've never ridden with before, and on that ride, there was, I think, three people went down, so wow. it's, uh, actually uh, Keon. Oh, really? He went into That's the That's one of the ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was actually Jeez. right behind me when that happened. I was, I was, it was going down a, going down a hill around a curve and there was a little bump in the road too. I went down there, you know, hit the curve and I came out and I knew there was somebody behind me. I looked in my rear view mirror, like waiting for him to come around so I can like see him following behind yeah. me. And I saw this cloud of dust and I'm like, oh, that's not good. I'm like, where did he go? So I looped around, I look back, and here he is in the ditch with the bike upside down. I'm like, oh, come on. And people say that he's Superman, that one. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he got he got lucky. Yeah. I mean, we had like four people pulling the bike out of the ditch, out of the ditch, and it was covered in mud upside down. And yeah, yeah. that was that was another fun ride. Yeah. So speaking of wrecked bikes, I mean, this is something that now you specialize in with your YouTube channel. Right. Do you want to give the plug to the YouTube channel and also talk about how, what got you into doing this now for... For content, basically. Right. So uh, I also have a YouTube channel, RK Motorsports. Shameless plug right here. <laughs> and uh, we got the bikes in the back. Um, and so I've been rebuilding bikes for probably about four years. Basically, I just started, you know, picking up bikes that people would lay down. Not too much damage, mostly cosmetic stuff that they don't necessarily want to fix on their own. Nine times out of ten, they don't have the insurance that mm-hmm. covers it and they don't have the money to fix it up, so they just cut their losses and want to sell the bike. That's where I come in. I'll buy the bike from them, fix it up, and resell it in the spring and make a little bit of money in the process. I was doing that for, I actually bought my first bike um, from Jasmine when Jasmine and John crashed coming oh, to my yeah. house. Um, that was the first time? That was the first first wrecked bike that I bought was Jasmine's, and that was, it was wrecked about a half mile from my house. <laughs> yeah. So... So that was that was my first bike that I bought, rebuilt on my own. Um, kind of personalized it to my own liking. Spent a little bit more money on it mm-hmm. just because I wanted it to look the way that I wanted. It was a camouflage look, had some teal powder coating, and uh, I ended up selling that. And I made a decent amount of money in the process. So I'm like, hey, I mean, there's there's some money to be made here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I've rebuilt 
quite a few bikes since then. And then just recently I started to kind of film the process, but just because I've seen other channels that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of do, do the same thing. And I'm like watching them and I'm like, I'm like, they're not doing that right. Like they're skipping out on this, <laughs> that I'm like, what the hell are they doing? I'm like, I can do this better. So I'm like, so I just popped the camera up, just got my, started out with my phone and, uh, you know, recorded the process and, and a couple of those videos went somewhat viral, mm-hmm. um, just in the last, uh, like this last fall winter. And, uh, I've just kind of been going at it ever since. That's awesome. So one, we, you and I went one time to go pick up a bike down in Cuba. You remember that? Oh yeah. Yep. That was a fun time. Yeah. It was like Amish, like rolling down <laughs> and buggies down the street. You're like, where the hell are we? That was a mess because as we were coming back, the roads were so bumpy. Yeah. And I, I had the trailer at the time and that thing was bouncing around. Oh, yeah. I had like 10 ratchet straps holding this bike down. <laughs> I did not want it falling off. We actually went down a similar road. So that was where I, we popped the tire. Sweet. So that road. We just went to an interview uh, down in Naples, Florida, which is kind of going through, not to Cuba, but on that route. And I popped a tire down there. And I'm like, this is exactly where we thought the bike was going to fall <laughs> off. <laughs> I, saw th- I saw that photo of you, like, just like an open field. And you're like, what so the hell do we do now? It was so aggravating. But yeah. so from going out and buying wrecked bikes, what is one of the the most memorable stories that you have around someone telling you how they wrecked this bike? So... This one actually wasn't necessarily wrecked, but it's definitely a story to tell. Um, so a lot of the times I'll have people, like I don't even reach out to like actively looking for bikes that need to be fixed up. I'll have a lot of the time people will reach out to me and they're like, hey, you know, I got this bike. Would you be interested in selling I know, or buying the bike? Because I know you pick up some bikes like this. I'm like, yeah, like, let me know what you got. So this guy reached out to me. He's like, I got a 2006 Yamaha R6. I'm like, all right, cool decent looking bike mm-hmm. so i'm like what's the story on it he's like well it's got some bullet holes in it i'm like i gotta i gotta <laughs> i gotta hear this one yeah so definitely so, need some details yeah yeah so so i'm like dude how did this happen he's like well he's like i can tell you like what the damage is to the bike and i'll tell you the story when you come pick it up i'm like okay so so he's like you know there's there's a bullet hole through the tank bullet hole through the ecu which is the computer for the bike uh, through the windscreen, the brake fluid reservoir. Um, so there's like at least three or four shots into this motorcycle. So I'm like, do I really want to go pick up a bike that this dude got like <laughs> shot at? I'm like, yeah, I do. So, yeah. so I, I actually, he said it was in Buffalo and I'm like, all right, bike got shot at in Buffalo. It's kind of sketchy. So yeah. I have my dad, my dad tagged along. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you come out with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So I actually pull up. It's a decent neighborhood. I'm like, oh, this isn't bad at all. So I, I, I pull up. I'm like, hey, what's going on, dude? Super nice guy. I'm like, so, so what's the story on this thing? He's like, well, I was dating this girl. I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, this is how it starts. Yeah. He's like, I was dating this girl, and uh, apparently her ex-boyfriend didn't think too highly of him dating his ex-girlfriend. Mm. So he's like, yeah, I had the bike parked outside my house one night, and uh, the dude, like, he just like, came to my house, kicked the bike over, like, shot it up, and then just left. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So. Effective. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I, I didn't know until like the next day. Like I came out and like my bike was tipped over and I see these bullet holes and and like it shot through the gas tanks. So all the gas leaked out. Thankfully, it didn't blow up. Right. And uh, he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, and I didn't have insurance on it. I'm like, oh well, that's where I come in. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'm like, let me get this thing. So when I got that bike, I my main thing to look for was that 
like the bullet didn't hit the frame because if there was a hole through the frame then that bike's pretty much shot. just for parts yeah literally shot <laughs> but um, yeah, the second best pun right there you go that's two that's two tally it up so so i was just checking over the bike you know make there was no holes in the frame no shots in the motor so motor and frame was good that's i mean 90 percent of what i'm looking for the ECU was had a had a bullet hole through it, and that wasn't good. So I had to replace that, and the tank had the bullet holes in it too. I think there was two holes in that one. And uh, when I bought the bike and brought it back here, I took the tank off and I shook it around, and there was a little rattle. No way. There was a bullet still in the tank. And, what do you use? And I have I have the bullet with me. Do you yes. really? Yes. Dude. Props. I love yes. it. The bullet. <laughs> the bullet is here. That grab is this, sick. Grab this bad boy. That is what I took out of the tank. All right, so there's fragment. Dude, this is like a Civil War reincarnation. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've had that thing chilling up my, on my little wall of fame. We got to take a photo of this. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be awesome clickbait. I, <laughs> shots fired on the podcast. I don't know. So I don't know if there's like, is this evidence? Like, is I hope gonna... not. My fingerprints, your fingerprints are on it yeah. now. I'm not touching yeah, it. Yeah, don't touch it, Derek. Yeah, we'll save you, Derek. That's yeah. awesome. Me and Rob will go down. Right? I'll t- <laughs> take the blame. Yeah, so that was as soon as I like heard the little rattle, I'm like, dude, there's no way this bullet is like still in here. And I, I pulled it out, and that's what came out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to keep this. So do you just replace then the parts that are damaged? Or yeah, what so, is the ins- like the extent of your inspection on this? So so for that one, it had the holes in the tank from the bullet holes. Um, that one, I actually reached out to a buddy of mine that's a welder. He was able to weld up the holes, kind of oh, kind of patch it up, because the tank was in fairly decent shape. So he just kind of patched everything up. I, you know, did a little body work and, and had, had another friend of mine paint it. So that took care of the tank, which was, you know, 90% of the damage. And then the other stuff, like the windscreen. Actually, if, if you looked at the bike from, like, standing in front of it, you could see, like, the line of sight oh, of, yeah. like, where the windscreen was, where the hole in there was, where the brake fluid reservoir was that the bullet went through there, and then you could see right where it went into the tank. You're just CSI Buffalo having strings you got, like, attaching the string, everything. got, string stretched out, you know, get the crime scene <laughs> tape the and stuff. was all over the place. Right, right. <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's law and order. Never mind. Whatever. But, yeah, so, I mean, repaired the tank, got a new ECU, and those two things alone were basically enough to get the bike back up and running. Yeah. And, and from there, it was just, you know, get some new plastics for it and, uh, and get it ready to sell. And, I mean, that's, that's pretty much – there really wasn't much to it. I mean, if somebody else was to buy a bike that, you know, was shot up with, mm-hmm. you know, bullet holes in it and stuff, they'd probably be like, oh, my God. But, I mean, you just got to look into it a little bit more, see what the extent of the damage is, which it really wasn't too bad. And it really didn't take too much to get that bike up and running. That's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's Damn. that's my most interesting. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it doesn't get much more interesting right? than that. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Grenade in the tank. Or something. <laughs> Are people reluctant to tell you the story behind it sometimes because they just feel embarrassed, or do you normally get a story out of everything? Um, I I think sometimes people aren't maybe a hundred percent truthful, but I mean, I want to know what happened to the bike because I want to know what's wrong with mm-hmm. it. And when I sell the bikes. You know, I'll tell people exactly what I know happened to it, what was wrong with it, because transparency is key. And as soon as people hear that, oh my God, that bike was wrecked, you know, they think you know, it was bullets in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they think it was like split in half, you know, on fire or something. And 
I mean, these bikes are pretty resilient. They they can take a lot of beating without you know showing too much signs of damage, and you know just letting people know what happened to the bike is 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 key. And I usually ask for you know the story behind the bike. Usually it's you know somebody's newer rider and you know they took a corner too fast, laid it down, and then now you know the side plastics are are scuffed up and you know that's not too crazy but like yeah. a bullet hole in the tank like yeah i gotta know that story yeah absolutely do you feel like just from your experience do you feel like insurance for bikes is obviously it's required but is it like not effective because most people buy these bikes and if they crash they're never going to get their money back from insurance um it's it's hit or miss because i've never personally wrecked a bike i've i've tipped my bike over once i've never actually like gone down gone down but i mean insurance is at least for me because i've never really had any like accidents on my record i mean it's going to vary for different people newer riders Mm -hmm. but i mean between like liability and like full coverage for bikes in my opinion full coverage really isn't that bad Mm -hmm. you can i mean it's it's insurance for your vehicle obviously if you have like a bike that you bought for two thousand dollars i mean you might not want full coverage because it might not be the payments every month that you're going to want to fork out for that but if you have like a brand new ducati that's you know a hefty amount of money yeah. and i mean insurance is is there for a reason but uh yeah i mean a lot of people will just go through insurance and you know get the check and, and run but mm-hmm. some people don't even take it and just want to cut 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 their losses sure. and sell the bike i think a lot of it too is most people will do full coverage during the season and then they'll they'll <clears> raise <throat> deductibles and everything else and just basically eliminate their insurance payment during the off season which right. in buffalo's a decent chunk of the year yeah so the biggest thing is when it's the bike is essentially in storage because it's winter mm-hmm. it's just protecting it from water in case the roof collapses or right. anything crazy yeah but yeah it's a fair point i mean for the most part a, a decent bike is what 15 grand yeah. new you know yeah. so it's i mean what's why not you might right. as well just get the get the full coverage and right. call it a day yeah so speaking of Ducatis and nice bikes, you had a BMW S1000, Ooh, right? At I one still point. have it. You still, still have it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, um, is it here? It's not here. No, it's not here. It's in my house. Yeah. It's his all personal of, bike. All of my personal bikes aren't even here right now. All of them? You have more than one now? I have. So I have the BMW S1000RR. That one I bought maybe like three or four years ago from Rochester. That one had a blown motor. So that one wasn't wrecked, but it had motor damage. Yeah. So I bought that bike, had it sitting around in my garage for like, a year and a half I didn't even touch it I just had like this you know ten thousand dollar motorcycle just chilling <laughs> chilling just collecting dust so then uh like last winter I decided to buy a motor for it swapped it out and then I rode that for a whole season so that's at my house I've got a uh, 2004 uh, Suzuki GSXR 600 that I picked up earlier this season and that one actually has a 2006 Jixer 1000 motor swapped into oh, it. Oh, nice. So it's a sleeper. Wow. But it's still Jixer 600 coverage. Nice. So my insurance oh, there you is go. cheap there you go. versus like having a 1000. <laughs> so that thing's quick. That thing's super quick. And I also have a 2017 Yamaha WR250 uh, dual sport. And I've got Supermoto tires on it right now. Oh, so nice. I can take that off-road if I want to and, and kind of hoon around, yeah. get a little crazy on that, and do some wheelies and stuff. So coming from the man himself, between Jixer, Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha, what's the, what's I knew the bike this, of choice? I knew this was going to happen. Oh, it has I to. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so, so top four, in my preference, has got to be Honda, Kawasaki. Actually, just my top two is Honda and Kawasaki. Yeah. Yamaha and 
I'll put Yamaha third, Suzuki fourth. It's funny because Suzuki's fourth, but I'm currently riding a Suzuki right, GSXR, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. But I like Honda because of the reliability, mm-hmm. Kawasaki for the looks, and the other two I could, I don't know. You could take or leave. Yeah, yeah. But I got to say Yamaha has come out with some pretty decent bikes within the last few years. Yeah. They've had good stuff, but I feel like there's a lot of electrical twerks, or like twerks. <laughs> it's over there twerking. There's, there's electrical, like, little finicky yeah. things with quirks. those. Yeah, yeah. quirks. There, there we go. go. There, it is. there we it's go. Right there. I knew I was going to mess something up. Twerks. He sounds like me. What am I talking yeah. about? Twerks. He said shittering the other day on the podcast. Still have no idea what that means. Yeah, it's fine. I just combine words. It's, we just call them micisms. Look, look up on Urban Dictionary. You never know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably a full thing. So... I had a I had a CBR 600 RR. Okay. And the only issue that I ever had with that bike was I needed more gas. Like I, <laughs> there was literally that thing was pristine at yes. all times. You had a steal on that too. Yeah, like it was my I bought it from one of my good buddies that I served with. Um, he brought it home from Alaska when he moved when he he PCSed and mm. then he sold it to me for like nothing. Yeah. And he gave me two jackets, two helmets male and female right he's like whatever you need just like have at it I'm like thanks nice. man and love that bike that's awesome and then of course we became adults and yeah, i made them. i made the stupid decision of selling the bike and then using the money into getting the house right and, right well now we know where now, to buy one if we need one hey seriously there's i that. know a guy yeah absolutely <laughs> i it's am just, the guy <laughs> it's, hey it's me another shameless plug <laughs> yeah it's just depressing because every season you and i will literally sit here We'll be like having a fire at your house, and then we'll just hear him rip on the ninety, and we'll just yeah, yeah we'll oh, just yeah. stare at each other. We're like, that's that's fine, yeah. that's fine. Yep. We drink whiskey now; it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so when did the? Because obviously we're standing or we're sitting in your shop right now. Yep. So when was that transition from I'm gonna move from the house to doing this to now in my own shop? So I'd say probably about actually I've had this place for about three years. So I'd say four years ago, I probably had five or six motorcycles in my parents' garage. And it was a very small garage. It was maybe like maybe like a 20 by 20. And I had like five oh, or six geez. bikes in here. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is gotta, this, something's gotta change. I'm like, this, I'm like, I need room. So I was actually, I was looking for a while for just, again, Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And, and I was looking around just for like, on Facebook again. Diff- different properties and yep. stuff. And I'm like, see, <laughs> Jesus. So I was looking for like just different properties and stuff, and uh, and I came across this place, and I actually came across it. I think it was either the day or the day after that it was posted for sale. Oh wow! And I had just gotten back from a cruise, and it was like right around my birthday, and I'm here. I am trying to look for properties. I have like no money. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> but that cruise was amazing. I know the cruise, <laughs> Carnival Cruise Lines. Shameless plug. <laughs> Great. Get Hashtag the drink, not a sponsor. Get the drink package. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So, anyways, I come back from the cruise. I basically have like zero money, and I'm looking for like property. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Find this place on Craigslist, and I talk to my mom and dad. I'm like, hey, like, what do you think about this place? They're like, let's go check it out. I'm like, wow, I did not expect that to be your answer because the pictures of this place was terrible. Roof was collapsed. There was weeds all over. Uh, windows were broken. Stuff was boarded up. Just saying, your parents are ridiculously supportive. Oh, Just hell throwing yeah. that out there. Hell yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> our house used to be an old barn. That they, oh, nice. So they kind of know, they can see Potential. The, the future and yeah. what something can be. Yeah. So they're like, hell yeah, let's go check it out. So so the next day, we, we came out here. Um, we, we met with the realtor. They took a walk through here. There was actually three old cars in here. 
Um, the, the room right over there that is, used to be the old office, because this place used to be an old gas station. Oh, okay. It was built in 1964, had this addition behind us, was built in 74, and then I think up until maybe like the early 2000s is kind of when it just kind of closed and it's basically just been sitting for sure. like 15, 15 years. And, you know, everything just started to wither away. You know, the roof started falling in. It had a flat roof, so water was collecting mm -hmm. and just kind of falling in. And it was it was starting to get to the point of disrepair. Um, if it was, like, another couple of years, this place probably would have been toast. Sure. Um, so, I mean, it was 2017 when I actually signed the paperwork for this place. And ever since then, I've basically just been dumping money into it, uh, time, labor, just to renovate this and, and get it to the way that it looks right now. And uh, so, so then, you know, moving from my parents' garage to this place, which is, I think, around 21,000 square feet, I have plenty of room for bikes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and bikes don't take up much room. If it was, like, cars, if, like, cars were my thing, yeah, yeah. I could have, like, three or four cars here. I could probably fit, like, 50 bikes in this place. Right, so, right. I mean, just it happened at the right time. And, I mean... <clears throat> things things happen for a reason yeah, so I'm, i kind of scooped this right in the right time and there was other people that had wanted to buy this place for a while they had reached out to the owner and he's like ah you know i, I don't want to sell it just yet and i just kind of stepped in at the right time and things worked out good for you man that's awesome so what are the next steps for this space and for arcade motorsports so so right now i'm i'm currently in the process of basically turning this into a full-time business um right now it's basically just kind of a side job hobby type deal for me just Side hustle. right exactly exactly because <laughs> you know i don't i don't play video games i come here wrench on the bikes that's kind of my my hobby that yeah. i that i do it kind of keeps me calm you know just get in the zone do some stuff and uh i'm just kind of slowly starting to transition that into a business that i can run on the side I still have my full-time day job. Um, I'm just kind of trying to work on this, you know, after hours, like in the evening, on the weekends. You know, I can, you know, do some work on people's bikes, maybe sell a bike or two here or there. Um, so that's just a slow transition that I'm trying to work towards. Are you ever thinking about getting a, a dealer's license or anything? A dealer's license is actually the next step uh, because a lot of the auctions where you can buy either, you know, used bikes or salvaged motorcycles, you need to have uh, a or a vehicle dealer license sure. and that's my next step because right now I'm buying privately through you know private owners yeah. and there's only so much of that that can happen there's only so many bikes that I can find through that route where if I have my dealer's license I'll have a, a lot broader range of you know bikes to choose from from you know all over the US that I could have shipped here so that's that's my next goal is to get the dealer's license so I can kind of take that next step towards you know becoming a more functional uh, motorcycle dealership yeah. so in the next steps is there a jet ski or something in the future you got to um, talk about that there, man. there, there, there might picture. be <laughs> <laughs> so so there was a picture floating around of don't know where it came from i don't know i don't know facebook <laughs> i should stay off of facebook i get too many terrible slash great ideas from there absolutely so there, i've seen a couple people do this where they they take the hull of a jet ski and basically slap a scooter in there and then ride it around town, and oh, it just looks like you're just riding a jet ski around town, but it's really a scooter underneath. So actually, I'll see if it happens. Yeah. I have the jet ski. <laughs> I just got to find a scooter, and, uh, and then, I don't know, we'll see if that, ha that happens. I mean, if, if it does, I'll definitely have a video of it. 
definitely have a video of me in a flamingo shirt that's riding sick. around town <laughs> yeah, with some <laughs> aviators. <laughs> the next Halloween ride. That's what oh, you're doing. Oh, there we go. There I didn't think go. about that one. That'd, That'd be, be good. Just, I actually thought about just doing it like in the middle of the winter just for the hell of it. There you go. That'd be funny. What the hell is that guy doing? <laughs> just like short just shorts. <laughs> short shorts cut off. I got like a long wig or something. Just, just get ridiculous yeah. with it. So, so I posted in the 716 Street Bikers group too to ask questions. None of them were viable questions, but oh. I have to ask you some of them. Oh, God. So we're going to leave the inappropriate ones out. But, Rob, is the DMV open right now? Um, I think so. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and also, who do you go for tires around here? Because I cannot find anybody. You cannot find – well, let me tell you about this guy <laughs> that I know for tires. His name is Bihan – Tui, we'll say. <laughs> Nobody knows how to say his last name. He's a very mythical man. Um, but he is the guy. Shameless plug number four for uh, Bihan Tui. I'm trying to look at... There's a lot of inappropriate comments on yes, here that there we're is. not doing. Yeah, we, this is a, so, a family-friendly show. Family-friendly podcast. Even though it involves uh, bullets and... Uh, yep. I appreciate everybody's <laughs> input, but we're not doing it. Yeah, so no. um, Off-camera, though, I may ask. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah. Just Except for some of them. Yeah. Somebody commented, awesome, this dude knows his shit from following his YouTube. Very knowledgeable. So that's very nice. I did not expect Wait, that type of comment. Wait, somebody said that about... You. You. Following my videos? Yeah. Or me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, following your nice. videos. I didn't even Tyler Delelli's. Who? No idea who that is. Oh. Tyler Delelli's. No free shout-outs. Yeah, yeah, no free no, shout-outs. No. But um, <laughs> I currently do not have static or um, service either because we're in the middle of nowhere. So, <laughs> yeah, there's terrible uh, service in here. I barely have like 3G yeah. at all. <laughs> but those were some of the comments. So thank you for shedding some light on nice, when the DMV nice. is open and who to go for tires. DMV is open, really at least it. in New York State, Niagara County. What does KSU mean? When Ooh, people- KSU. I actually, you threw me for a loop there. I had to think about that for a second. KSU. So K stands for kickstands. Like KS stands for kickstands. U stands for up. So if we ever have a meetup and it says, you know, meet up at the mall at 10 o'clock, KSU at 1030, that means kickstands up at 1030. We're heading out of there. So the ride starts then. If you're two minutes late, try and catch up. Yeah, you got to find us. Yeah. What's your opinion mm-hmm. on people that ask the question, anybody out on two? Anybody out on two? Usually there's always somebody out on two, <laughs> whether you know that person or not. I love so that I, response. Yeah. So are you, how do you feel about the saying? I feel like you should use your English. I, yeah. I also think it's one of the worst phrases to exist. In <laughs> Hello. English. Is there anybody else that wants to go for a ride today? <laughs> yes. I would like to ride around possibly Buffalo. Yeah. Question New mark? segment. Grammar <laughs> class with Rob Kuhn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Oh my God. I can't stand I'm the, I'm the grammar police on Facebook. Can't stand it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm so, still so trying to load this. So how fast can a 600 go? Ooh. That's a good one. From Jamie Dombrowski. Oh, oh, come on, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> also, hashtag not a sponsor, no for shoutouts. <laughs> okay, so your typical 600, not counting mine, that has a 1,000 motor in it. Your <laughs> typical 600 will top out anywhere from, I'd say, 150 to 160, considering gearing and you know other factors. From the factory, it's going to be right around that range. I like it. Also, from Hank Ha, oh. how tall are you? God, I think seven I, foot four. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like 74 inches somewhere around there. If you want to do the math on that, that's awesome. You are ridiculously tall. <laughs> no, How I, did I he like first get into YouTube and into the bike scene? We've already talked about that, so yeah, thank you. Yeah, come on. Um, Catch up, guys. Yeah, watch the interview. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. seriously. <laughs> Well, honestly, thank you, Rob, so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? 
plug your Instagram, your Facebook, and your YouTube as well, uh, and also your Patreon. You have oh, a Patreon. Patreon! Yeah, I do have a Patreon also. Um, so let's do. So yeah, YouTube, yeah, there you go. So <laughs> so YouTube is RK Motorsports. Instagram is RK Motorsports. 716? I don't even know. I barely even go on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. Just search RK Motorsports and you'll find it. Um, same with Facebook. I barely post to there. There's a odd stream of water coming from over here. I don't know where that's coming from. The cooler. The co- okay. cooler. I didn't yeah. know if it was raining yeah, or your battery melting. was leaking. No, but uh, yeah, RK Motorsports, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon. Got some supporters on Patreon too, yeah. so that's kind of cool. They're helping support some of the stuff, designing some bikes with me, so that's kind of cool. It's a good, good platform. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Rob. We really appreciate it. Everybody, go check him out on social media. Go subscribe to him on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And we'll see you next interview. Thank you very much, Rob. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers man. Congrats on everything thus far. Thank you. Absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.